And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. You are here today with me and my lovely host, a vocal butterfly mining her world for gold, Jenna Rubino. Welcome to Big Face. Oh, this is awesome. I'm like the hair already. Is that we're, we're gonna break the internet with this, oh. the beauty, the smarts, the hair, the wisdom. I can't. I can't with this already. It's I don't know about you. I think this one will have the most views out of all of them. Out of all. What's up, other guest? Beat that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch Just all kidding. Of on 27, and that's pretty pretty fucking amazing. And I loved you all. I loved you all. Uh, but nobody's Jenna. So wait, I want to, I want to first start with, um, so guys out there, I always ask my guests, I don't like to know too much before jumping into talking to them. Maybe I know them, maybe I don't, but either way, I like to cover new ground. I know Jenna, uh, through acting and casting, but I always ask my guests to tell me how they want to be introduced, whether they're an actor or a writer, or, you know, whatever. And Jenna shows that. And I want to ask you about it. So a vocal butterfly mining her world for gold. Yeah. Tell me what that means to you because it, it's beautiful. Well, the evolution of your question, I thought uh, actor doesn't feel right to me. It's never felt mm -hmm. right. I, if I'm a tree, it's one of my branches. Yes, it's one of those things. But I think labels for me, it limits what I am. So when I see myself, I see myself mm -hmm. as this beautiful butterfly and I'm floating to all these different things. But butterflies have a very short lifespan. So I'm not just going to like die. But, oh. I love, but I love how it represents transformation. I'm always transforming. And the vocal part is a little bit of the, the voiceover, the VO. I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, we have so yeah. much. Go ahead. I actually bought the domain Vocal Butterfly because that's kind of like my next Aww. upgrade uh, for the, the career, the, the whatever. So that just authentic to me. I'm a vocal butterfly and I'm always looking at the world to mine the gold, to find the beauty. I'm a beauty seeker. I'm, a, mm. uh, I'm collecting ideas and inspiration all the time. It, it, that's my full-time job and mm. then transforming the shit into gold. I have that on my business card, turning shit into gold since 1994, <laughs> because that's, that's what I've been doing. That's all this life is, is just being your own alchemist. And then on Instagram, that's where I, I do a lot of just like silly stuff in the moment. I'm always talking to my camera and it's very real and genuine. I, I know I that with you. Yeah. I don't put any filters on it. Um, and so I, I delete a lot of stuff. Because sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just had to get that out of my system. I'm just like a compulsion, uh -huh. <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I do feel like I'm a reluctant actor with that label. <laughs> you know, it's, it's so interesting how labels it's, it's, it's a word, right? And it took me, I remember telling somebody that my dream was to act and I never, and I was, I never pursued it. And then it was like, they told me start calling yourself an actor. I'm like, I can't call myself an actor. I've never done anything. I, I haven't acted since I was a kid. And they're like, call yourself an actor because you have to believe it. So it's so interesting how powerful a word can be, but how yes. it can also be limiting. Well, there's intention behind the words we say, right? So when I'm going to meet you in audition, I'm putting on the role of an on-camera actor. Yep. 
Okay. I'm putting on the role of a voiceover artist mm-hmm. and I'm owning that. I'm committing to that. But yeah. once I leave that office, I'm Jenna. I'm, I'm a citizen. I'm walking yeah. to the subway. I'm part of community. I'm different things, you know? Yes. I'm daughter. I'm all this stuff. And, but, but we know it's just when you turn it on and when you turn it off, because being an actor is an incredible vocation and it is hard fucking work. It is such hard work. It is such hard work, but you know, it's, 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 it's so interesting because I started doing all of this because I started acting and then I found out I was a director and I found out I was a writer and I found out that I have all these things within myself that if I just limited myself to just one word, one thing, I would have never found any of it. You're all of those things. And it's a, it's like this gateway drug acting is a gateway drug to all these different things. Like I made <laughs> it is, I went to a high school and I got involved with theater because mm. I had all these characters inside of me. And it was just this great outlet for me. I did yep. choir, I sang. And then people were like, Oh, you're so good at this. Why don't you major in this in college? And so I did that. And I stage design and, um, um, producing and directing and, and theater just was just an umbrella. There were all these yep. different things underneath it. And it's like, oh, I love the production aspect of it. I huh. love love the creative process. Yep. You're an actor, my gosh, you just get off on the creative process. Everybody's mm-hmm. different. But I think you I think you can relate to this. You just you love the process and the people and just putting it together and making ah. Uh. Now I do. Now I now I do more. Not even always. But the pain of like the, there's a couple of things, like the pain of the struggle with the self. Mm-hmm. And the, so the process has at times been unbearable to get to this point of enjoying the process and like opening who what I am. Was that for you, what was that moment where you shifted from the pain then turning into maybe the pleasure where you dropped that and it just started to embrace it or something just... It's, it's not, and it's, it's not a concrete thing. It's not in a ways it's still, it's still a battle. Uh, it's not a battle. It's a dance. The dance. Now it's a dance. Every day the dance moves change. Sometimes eh, we're stepping on each other's feet, my self-love and my self-hate. Sometimes it's like a man, I'm twirling my ass around in self-love. You know, it, it varies depending on the day, but I think it was the more, the more I stopped giving a shit, the more I started owning. When I started directing and teaching, mm. something shifted for me where I went. Somebody I'm very close with, I said the other day, I said, I'm a damn good teacher. I'm a fucking great teacher and director. And they were like, and I don't talk like that about myself. I am hard on myself, which I want to talk to you about. But something happened where I'm like, I have worth. Yeah. And it's not up to me. Yeah. Those moments are really powerful when you like stand up inside of yourself and you're like, I'm fucking awesome at this. I am great at this. And then after I do that, I go, crap. I said that statement. It's like after saying yes to this interview, I reached out to you wanting, being like, I want to share this with you. I want to have a conversation. And then after that, I went, oh, Jenna, you're going to, um, shit together enough for this do, do you think it's really time maybe you should wait a little bit more <laughs> it is. and that's the thing I that's that's I think we all do that and it's like yes I'm so glad you went with your instinct I'm so glad you reached out it was like hell yeah 
yeah, we're doing this. So lovely to hear from you. And so, you know, Jenna, you're somebody that like, so we've crossed paths in casting and in acting and you really do. You always seemed and seem like you have your crap together. And I'm always like, how did she get, cause it's been a process for me. How did she get to here? How is she doing it freely, actively working with this person, that person? She, it's obvious you, you stand in your shoes and you own your space and it's really evident mm. in, in every time I see you and you're so, and you're genuine and likable. How much of that is the putting, couple questions, how much of that is putting on the, I'm working in a casting office face? How much of that is, I'm an actor going into an audition face? How much does it match your insides? Mm, it's a great question. First of all, I have lots of crap. I just, I'm very aware of my crap. Very aware of the crap that I have. Yes. Um, that is my crap. <laughs> Not your crap. It's my crap. Uh, and depending on the day, it's either big or small or whatever. Sometimes yep. it smells, sometimes it doesn't. But <laughs> keep that shit under wraps. So um, I... I think I'm, I question sometimes if I am multiple personalities because it's never been diagnosed, but I, <laughs> I am one of those uh, creatures where I'm very adaptable and I, my energy, whatever the container is, whatever the that. energy that's in that container, mm -hmm. I mold to it. It's the chameleon, chameleon in me. I've always been that way. Yeah. I was a little girl. Uh, so if it's a casting so office, interesting. I am, I am, and this, this is, I have loved the casting journey meeting you. And I recommend to all actors, to, to anybody to experience working in casting. Yep. I'm that casting director you vibe with and ask them, can I be of service? Can I help lobby assist one yep. day? Um, because interacting with actors and being in that process, there's such a fast volume to it where I think my gift is I come in with a lot of genuineness and smiles and, and optimism, which yes. people do not expect because they've been used to seeing harsh, you know, people's like, just fill it in. Like, but we're in these casting offices, we're really nice for the most part. And if, if we're not, it's really nothing to do with you. It's because we're backed up. It's because people aren't doing the work and aren't just doing the basic things. Yeah. Guilty of that. You know, other things. It's hard. But I think I'm just really, and I don't know if this is answering your question. I just think I'm really good at um, molding myself to fit whatever environment I'm in. Do you, you absolutely do. Do you... And I guess I asked this because I identify with that, but for me, it's been a process. So I used to, and in many years of therapy, we used to call it like the smiley because I would walk around even when I was dying inside and I would, I'd walk and I'd be like, hey, da, 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 without even any kind of awareness. And I was on, everyone's like, you're so positive. You always have a smile on your face. And I was like deathly depressed. And then I would come back to myself after a day of being on and I had abandoned myself. Uh -huh. And so I felt even worse. Now it's very different. Now, when I go somewhere, I could be like, I give myself permission to be 
I'm in a bad mood today. I don't have to be perfect. I not I should never be perfect, but I don't have to be on. No. I, I could be, I could just do just this and that's still okay. And then as soon as I'm around people, everything shifts for me. But I, my question to you is like, so you're, you're malleable. Yeah. And I love that you give yourself permission now because I know I've been around you and I could, I can sense, cause it's somebody who also does that as well. I can sense yeah. when somebody's putting on a face. I can yeah. sense when somebody is being professional, doing the, the motion, but inside I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I'm dying inside. I'm dying inside. I'm questioning everything. I'm having the biggest identity crisis. Yes. Why am I here? What is this? What is this? Yeah. Um, I think as I get older, I'm starting to own the emotions and where I'm at. And yeah. uh, I think we are more empathetic as artists. Um, and I think this time this year has made us, hopefully I have seen, soften to one another where we're at, checking in. How God are willing. you really? Mentally, how are yes. you? I actually care. I actually and care. Stopping to have that human moment before you go in and you get their audition. That's the thing. We have to inject humanity into our in interactions with one another. Hmm. You're having a sad day. Well, let me hold you. You know, let me just yeah. hold. That's what holding space is. It's like, I see your sadness and you're here. How fucking strong are you? Exactly. Amazing. And if it was too much, you could have called off sick or canceled that. Yeah. And that's okay too. And that's okay too. So great, Sam's ha Jenna's having a hard day mentally. How can how can the other people in our team help her and support her? Yeah. And it's learning what that looks like for all of us. And yes. that's so beautiful that we can get to that place and call that out and be like, ooh, I'm just a struggle today. It's struggling, but I, I know what I need to do, X, Y, and Z, to be here with what I have and still yeah. give something. Because what you do, you're, you're amazing. I have so much respect for, for casting rock stars like yourself. You're doing all the things. That's, yeah, thank you. And you're always a rock star, whatever you bring yourself to. And you know, you just spoke about like, just like you, there's always that line, right? Like owning your space and you could be like, I'm dying inside and going, showing up and having that support, being able to say to like a coworker, like it's tough, I'm hanging in there, uh, but it's a rough day. There's always that line of like being appropriate yeah. being a version that is like set for that space. So I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me as an actor, I've gotten so good over the years in getting healthier, but that meant setting boundaries, not showing this to these people, not showing this and learning how. So it's like almost for acting, unlearning how to be appropriate and boundary because I don't know, it blocks me. I don't know if you, if that, uh, vibes for you at all? Well, when I was listening to you, I thought of a, a moment in an audition where I was feeling very sad. I, I actually forget what, what I was feeling so sad about, but I remember crying in the audition room. I, I think, I don't know if there was a death or something. And the casting director was so lovely. She, she gave me a hug. She gave me a hug and she related to how I was feeling. And for about two minutes, we just kind of talked a little bit about it. Because at that point, Sam, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to do my job right now, but it's really hard to do my job right now because of this. And it ended up being- So human. Right? And, it, and, and I think as people, you just have to, um, you have to uh, 
it can be really exhausting. I, I believe in boundaries and all these things, but it can yeah. be really exhausting all this like, but it's, you're constantly managing energy and other people's energy. So it's that, it's that dance. You just, you don't know until you do it, who the person is that you can even be that vulnerable with. Right. You learn a lot of, about people when you share your vulnerabilities. You learn who you're safe, what safe harbor you can go to and, yes. and what one's not. It's like, oh, because casting, yes, they're doing their job. But some of them, it's people at the end of the day. There's some people you vibe with and some people you don't. Right. But you got to do that work outside of the, it's really important that you do yes. all that mental work outside the room. So when you come in, you yes. really are aligned. And that's so important in our field. Like get the, get the mental health tools, take care of that. So, so you're bringing your best version yep. of yourself in that day. Yep. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's so it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. You, you mentioned like developing yourself outside of, um, outside of just acting. And I think that's probably what you mean as well. But if you want to expand on that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when you go into auditions and they're like, they, the interview part and they're like, oh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what makes you interesting? And please don't let it be about acting. I love that part. I'm like, yes, okay. I'm going to talk about like my greeting card line or talk about the hikes I've been on. I'm going to talk about the fact that I want to live in Rimini, Italy for a year with my friend Sierra. Like, <laughs> You're so good, man. You're just like, <laughs> that's awesome because you know what? As soon as that pressure's on, it's like people go like there's people are very interesting, but people go like, no, like what's interesting about me? Yeah. And you're like, there's a lot interesting about me. Boop, 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 boop. So interesting. <laughs> like, like what flavor of ice cream you go towards. Yeah. Harry's pumpkin pie ice cream. Like, oh my God, can I be an ice cream tester? That's amazing. <laughs> Don't you just want yeah, I love that part. I think having interests. Um, building things, learning about different professions, surrounding yourself with people that don't do what you do. When I was in college, I was friends with people on the crew team, um, the, the, the science department, psychology department. Yeah. I, I like reached my level of theater majors. I'm like, I can't, I can't, with this. <laughs> this is too much. It's enough of this. <laughs> it's gotta be village and there's gotta be a little bit of everybody there. It's true. Just like a it's, unit town. It's a Unitown, which was a club in high school, and I was the president of it. Was really? Club. President of Thespians, actually. No, I wasn't the president of Unitown. I was just a member of it. I was the president of the Thespian Society. Really? <laughs> Not to my. I didn't. I didn't do that. My friend Ashley at the time. She um, what is it? She recommended me or something. <laughs> my God. That's amazing. See, see, people. They they initiate. They they elect me, but I'm like a reluctant leader. But we are leaders. Inside, we are very strong. Yes, leaders. that's so interesting because I, I never consider myself a leader, and like, I, we, are. we are, we are. It's it's so interesting. Can I ask you? There was something. So, guys, um, before I interview people, um, before I have people on the show, I just I I don't really talk to them before. I, I can ask Jenna. I, we, we like we're scheduling it on the phone. I was like, don't talk, don't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> Save it. We'll talk on the show. But I do, I just, in an email, just say if there's anything you definitely want to talk about or anything you definitely don't want to talk about. And there was just a, a few things that Jenna happened to just write bullet points that we might talk about. And there were some interesting things. Hence, Jenna's very interesting. <laughs> but some of them really stood out to me. 
most of them did, but um, one of them was surviving, surviving self-hatred. Mm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that, that one hits home for me, right? I love Quite strongly. I love it. I can now say that. And I'm very happy I, that how far I've come to be able to say that. I have spent so many years um, um, hating on my body, hating the way I am, like my personality traits, my behavior quirks, um, wishing a lot of it was body. I mean, I struggle with an eating disorder for many, many years from mm. I'd say eight, it started to really sink in that I was a little bit bigger and then it moved through high school, but it really flared in college, especially when it was the high pressure of being in school. So that- um, The coping mechanism, it's, coping a, it's, a, mechanism. it's a means of control. Also, yeah, and I, I really was trying to kill myself with food. Yeah. It was food, it was uh, binging late at night. It was trying to make myself invisible. I just was like, I wrote this piece for a blog many years ago. It's like, um, she was found dead underneath the pile of muffins. Like, like I, you know, I would gorge mm. myself with the yeah. biggest, car like I majored in carbohydrates. That was my major. I get it. Uh, just stuff it, it down. I didn't know what stuff I was feeling. So I just kept stuffing it down. My voice. No wonder I'm a voiceover artist. It's all about this fifth chakra, baby. Freeing it. And I stuffed it, it for oh, so many years. I know. Doesn't it give you the chills? It really does. The thing we're doing does. is what we're meant to do. And it, it, there's a reason why we went through all this shit. You know? Exactly. It makes you a, a richer person. Um damn good artist and um you have to thank that stuff you have to thank that hatred for coming and what I realized was that mm -hmm. once I started to befriend and look at those voices that were not true and and to start to follow the trail of where they originated and to do that work which mm -hmm. I still do anytime I'm in conversation when a limiting thought comes up when a when a bully pops up in my head we have that moment now. I feel like I say we, but it's like you can stop. You have that yeah. conscious pause. Where is that coming from? That awareness is everything. That awareness. awareness. Without the awareness, you can't do anything with it. No, you're in a dark room and you don't know where the door is. Exactly. So like awareness is this flashlight and it points us to <clears> where <throat> the door is. And it's like, oh, okay. All right. So again, once you learn that awareness and those tools to unlock that stuff, you can dance with it. You can move throughout your life. <laughs> and I think as artists, we're very hard on ourselves. I come, yep. I learned a lot this summer being around my family. I have, you know, generational stuff. We, 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 it gets carried over. Oh. And a lot of my family members, very hard on themselves, very hard on themselves. Mm. And I go, okay, that's interesting. So I know, I know that about my history. So I have a responsibility to help transform that, help transform. So that's stuff I work with my therapist about. Yeah. Um, every other week we connect and these are things I bring to the table. Yeah. Um, and, and hate, I've always, cause there's that word, such a charged word. Oh. It's tossed around a lot, especially in this political cycle. And uh, oh, I'm God. always fascinated with, okay, so. I always want to do a little digging. What we hate actually contains a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Mm. You know, 
What is it about that person or that thing that I hate? And it's usually, go ahead. It's usually like things you don't like about yourself. It's every time it's now I have the awareness after many years of doing work on myself. And if, if somebody like, if I'm like, I, they're just, if I'm like, there's somebody that I, like I worked with somewhat recently and like, they drove me effing crazy. Like I was like, and after like exploding, I was like, okay, this is not about, this is not about them. This is about me. Yeah. It reminds me of me. It reminds me of me. That's why. And I'm, and I, because I haven't found tolerance for myself, I have no tolerance for them. So it is me projecting all my crap onto this person. And isn't it uncomfortable? It's so uncomfortable. But courageous to choose, to choose to follow the awareness and to grow from it. Yeah. Like you're saying you do, you bring it to therapy. You bring that stuff that continues to come up to look at. And you say, thank you silently. Thank you for showing Mm -hmm. up in my life to show me what I need to look at. And in this field that we're in, we're surrounded by, we see hundreds of people every day. We're, We're in New York city. We're amongst hundreds of people. And there's so many great opportunities to help one another grow. Cause that's the only how we, only way we grow is through relationship with one another. Yep. yep. There's somebody that I, I, I love that was kind of a spiritual mentor to me and uh, still, still around. And, uh, but he would always say uh, relationships are like pouring miracle grow. No, wait. Uh, oh yeah. Relationships are like pouring miracle grow on your character defects. Mm, oh yeah. and it's like yeah you want anything to bring out all the deep-seated stuff be in a relationship any kind yeah Yeah. (laughs) that thing's gonna grow and then i'm gonna add to that i think you're like this eckhart tolle eckhart tolle he's like if if we could just treat our relationships as um what's the word as is it tools to help us become more conscious you know, because yes. these in reason lifetime people come and they go. And I've lost a lot of people this year in my life in the past, you know, and it's, it's, it's devastating. It's hard, but now I'm really starting to reap the lessons. I've never felt so much painful growth in my life than from this year. I'm with you. I don't know about you. I, I think this year has been tremendous. You know, you asked, you asked me earlier, like, what was the turning point for me? And the truth is, is that it's been very recently and it's been during quarantine. I, it's been in this time that I've been forced to sit still with myself mm. more than ever. I have no place to run to. I have no, I, and it has been excruciating. I've done therapy every week. I've done other work on myself. Damn. Talk about self-hatred, self-worth, figure really on a whole, you know, it's like peeling the onion, whole other level of stuff, whole other layer that I was not even aware. Yeah. And stuff I learned, stuff I learned. And like this time has been like trying to figure out what's true, what's not, what do I, what do, who, what do I want to be? Not who do, who did I learn I am? 
Mm-hmm. So this, yeah. what's that? I love that. Who did I learn that I am? Because I, I've, I've had to shed other people's thoughts of me so I could understand, oh, that's not true. That's actually not me. I correct right. people a lot when they assume things about me. I go, I didn't Good say you. I, I've been doing that more than ever. I didn't that's say that. amazing. I didn't I'm very say that. serious. Wow. Yeah. Very, yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to help people learn how to love me and communicate. Like, because I, I'm learning the tools. It's like being a companion to myself. I created this account. You'll love this. I created this uh, IG account called Loving Me to Infinity. And mm. I, I, sta- I, I um, created it a couple months ago. And every day I go on it. It's about becoming a, a more loving companion to myself. Mm. Because I love that whole thing, like how you talk to a child. You know what? Do you say that to yourself? You know, how it's just learning how to have more positive, kinder, compassionate self-talk. Yep. And it's okay also to have tough love. Like get your ass up. Exactly. Bet. Exactly. You know, and if you need help, ask a friend or something. But you also, you know, you know when to have kids on and you know when to like, you know, be a little firm with things. Yeah. I like both. I like gentle and then I like firm. <laughs> and you know what? It's, In the bedroom and outside. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Just had to. Had to go. Wow, we're, we're so alike. It's insane. <laughs> We might be related. <laughs> We're like definitely cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, and that, that tough love voice has never worked for me because it triggers all those old things. But so instead of like being tough, I choose to try and be accountable and, and um, uh, structured. And mm-hmm. I ask for support with that. So there's people that I'll be like, can you please help hold me accountable? It's only up to me. Bottom line, I have to do it. But I can ask for support because I've learned I can't do, I can't do it alone. I can't do almost anything alone. Yeah. We, we, yeah. It's, it's really hard to not have that support, that communal support, that person, but that word accountability. So I realized I had to start building self-trust and self-accountability, self-agency because accountability was triggering me because I would Mm. always find a girlfriend. We'd be like, let's hold each other accountable. And we'll check in every day. We'll check in every week. We'll do emails. And then I would always fall through the cracks. I wouldn't stay consistent with it. And then it would lead me down a spiral, even more self-hatred. Why can I not do this? I'm that person who, I want discipline. I want structure. But then you got the butterfly in me and the hummingbird that's just like, yep. That, and I was not embracing that. I was trying, this is what I love about, okay. Elizabeth Gilbert says there are two kinds of people. There are bulldozers and there are hummingbirds. When she Mm. said this, I cried. This was when her big magic book came out. She said the bulldozers are the one like, she identified with being a bulldozer. She's like, those Mm. are the ones that show up every day at the same time to do that thing, to to write that book. They show Mm. up for the craft every day at the same time. I'm not that person. Then there's the hummingbird. You just kind of go from one thing to the next and you make the next thing better than the first thing. And in that moment, Sam, I was crying. I'm like, you, I have been trying to be a bulldozer, a jackhammer, not a bulldozer, a jackhammer. Jackhammer, different energy. I've been trying to be a jackhammer and I'm a hummingbird. Uh, I have the chills. Right? And it just... I could breathe. It's like you just told me when somebody tells you, mm. it just freed me in so many ways. 
And that's what I've, I'm like, wow. And even in our industry, people tell you so much what you need to be, what you need to do, who you got to go see, who you got to pay. Yeah. Da, da, da. Uh -huh. And you're just, you're giving out your power to people that don't know you. You're entrusting and, them with all this. And they're We're just very one person. Yes. You know, very. And just embrace what you are. And I've always, I've always craved discipline and structure, but it's yes. also just not who I am. Yep. And so I'll ask, I'll call on people in my life who have that and they help me. Those are the ones I want to stay accountable. I, I like that. I like yes. that balance. I need those people. I, I can't be with another butterfly or a hummingbird. Right. And which is why I think you said it before, like you like being around all different kinds of people. And I think that that's, it sounds to me a lot of how you're able to grow and change and, and find who you are and what works for you because you try a little of everything and you continue to do that. You fly around. Yeah. And that's, it's wonderful. And I find you have to find those jackhammers that help you have, I can't be around people that are just like me. I'm not going to get yeah. anywhere. Yeah. You know, that, that sounds like I don't like people that have, but no, it's just no. I know what, what, what works for me. And a lot of yeah. times I surround myself with people who have like, Navy backgrounds, sports backgrounds, because there's a level of discipline within them yeah. that I really, really connect with and I really like. It's it's so funny because I, I'm like that as well. And then do you know how many how many people within even the past year I've mentioned doing the artist way with? And I'm like, let's be accountable to each other and let's do it. All these people have done the artist way, have come and gone, and I didn't. You did and it or you didn't do it? I did not. Yeah. And it's like, I sometimes I don't know what it's going to take. And I've, I've found like, easy does it. You know what? There's a lot of other stuff that I'm doing and I'm trying to like, I look at that, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And for whatever reason, I keep pushing. I keep trying to do the footwork, but I also try to put away the bat and then keep trying to, you know, do the footwork and try and look at why did I not do it? Mm -hmm. um why why am I resisting it <laughs> do you feel like sometimes I feel like I, living in now I'm, I'm in Arizona I've been I've been out of New York City since June I popped in a little bit here and there mm. since I've been outside of that environment and this is not saying anything about New York City this is just saying uh what I, how much I was taking on mentally I was overextending myself in so many directions mm -hmm. I didn't have the capacity to hold I, I my I was taking on too much yeah and it was affecting my relationships. It was affecting my mental health, everything. Mm -hmm. And and I think we really just have to be very honest with ourselves, what we're able to take on and put on our plates. And there's a lot yeah. of pressure, no days off, you know, always be grinding, always be doing something. I know. You know, know. And, and yeah, that, but everybody has to figure out their radio station, like how many channels they want on that, you know? Some days it's one, some days it's none. In 2020, a lot of it's just like, if I can get out of bed, put myself together, go out in the sunshine, yep. out, I'm good. Yep, take the wins. And like, you know what? <sighs> yeah, you know, there's a lot of, I, 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 I identify with that. And there's a lot of compare and despair. I see other people and they have it all, to, they seemingly have it all together because they look like they accomplished this and they did that. You know, we're not all on the same page. We're not all on the same frequency. And it's just, you have no idea what goes on inside and outside that person. Like, oh, I don't. 
that whole Rumi thing, I don't know if it's the Rumi quote, just be careful, everybody's fighting a battle, you know, be kind, be kind. You don't know what people are packing, you know? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know where they just came from. They have lost, you know, they may have lost their dog moments ago. They may not be able to talk to their spouse at home. They may actually be blind or that they have yeah. like, I have visual um, challenge. My mom, my brother are both legally blind. You know, you, they don't appear that way, but you meet them and, you know, they, well, my mom, like a TJ Maxx, she'll, she'll forget that somebody's there and I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. She, she didn't see you. But some people will be like, oh, she was so rude. She just didn't see you. She just didn't see you. It's not all about you. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think say that to myself, go ahead. Yeah. It's just, we're, we gotta be really aware of that. People are going through their stuff. It's not about you most of the time. It's really not about you. No, it's, it's, it's most, it's most often not about you. It's yeah. most often not about me, but I will take, that's a big thing I've in during this time in quarantine. Oh my God. I saw how much I take on. If somebody doesn't bop up or their response seems like this, I'm annoying. They don't like me. They, and all this, I give all this power to like, I don't text people back. Sometimes way, it takes me way too long. It has nothing to do with them. I actually care and would love to. It's on my list every day, but it may be six months. Yeah. That's my crap. Oh, right there with you. That's why it's so hard for me to write a freaking email. Cause it's just like, <laughs> oh, you know, all these things. Is it the constellation? You know, it's, it's. Oh my God. <sighs> I Jenna. wish I didn't feel yeah. so much. <laughs> then I'd be in a coma. <laughs> I, you know what? It's like funny. Cause I say that like being, I feel like I'm utterly sensitive and it is a blessing and a curse. And so often I feel like it's a curse, but there are moments like, especially when I'm directing or teaching, like where I, I see my students doing something and I am like choked up to see their growth. And it's like, I care, I care that much. And it's like, I'm so happy. I am who I am. Cause I, I like, it's funny. I've had students in my class like this past, it's a six week class and I've only known them for the six weeks. And I, I like cried after I got off my last class. Cause I was like, said to my boyfriend, I'm like, I really care about them. I really, I'm so invested in their like growing. And it's like, if I wasn't sensitive, if I, I, I'd probably be like, all right, good. They did good work. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. It's, uh, that's amazing that, <laughs> Wow, lucky, lucky kids to have you as a teacher. Lucky anybody that comes into your path. Because at the end of the day, it's like, am I, am I doing my purpose? Am I living a life that yeah. gives me meaning? And um, you find the things that do. And if you're not, if it feels unfulfilled, you just have to have a moment where you stop and course correct. Yep. You know? You asked me this question before, and now I want to put it back on you. You asked me like, what if I know like the moment where things kind of clicked or, and we talked a lot about like your struggles over the years and, and then doing the work. Another thing you mentioned is how you manifested your career and your success. Yeah. And so I guess I want to know how I, guys, this is, we couldn't have a 14 hour show if we wanted, but <laughs> yeah, Joe Rogan, you can take the 14 hours. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan. We'll catch up someday. <laughs> but from, 
all of that experience and all of that suffering and pain and all of that work, how did that turn into you manifesting your career and your success and being more comfortable in your skin and who you are and, and, and going, going after that, being with yourself. Well, this is a really cool story. When I, okay, so I'm in my late twenties, I'm 27, 28. I'm finishing up my last couple weeks at Kripalu. It's a yoga and health center in Western Massachusetts. Mm. I have been living as a volunteer. I was a volunteer there for six months, which basically means you work for Kripalu and in return, they give you meals and, and board. Okay. And I was in a bunk bed with like 19 other roommates. And, and then I became a production intern, which means I got my own little, my own little room, my own little mm-hmm real estate. So I could like protect my energy because it was like being in the New York city of transformation. You got yoga teacher trainings. You got, you got Deepak Chopra coming through. You got the rock stars of spirituality. You got Gabrielle oh, wow. and all these people. And it was like people wow. coming out, letting go of their ghosts, all this shit. Wow. <laughs> right. Damn. Damn. So I've, I've tested myself in high frequency containers. Jesus. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm still here. Um, <laughs> Okay, so it's the last two weeks and I see this program called um, Manifestation Yoga. And it's taught by this woman named Jennifer Pasteloff. And I, I think she's an amazing person, Jennifer Pasteloff. She was a little backstory on her. She lived in LA. She was a waitress for 20 plus years. Um, she struggled with depression. She also um, is hard of hearing. And she wanted to be an actor and she ended up becoming this author, this huge um, teacher that goes all around the world and helps people connect with their humanity and all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm doing this workshop. And the thing that we, we all had a, this exercise where we had to write down on a piece of paper, what is it we wanted to manifest? And in that point in time, I was just coming off of two audiobooks that literally landed in my lap. When I say mm. that somebody walked into the yoga studio, a producer of Audible and said, I hear that you have a theater background. Would you be interested in doing these young adult audiobooks. And I go, um, yeah, I wasn't making shit for money. I'm like, yeah, get out of here. Like, <laughs> so I, you know, I borrowed Kate's car and I would go to Monterey like every three or four days out of the week. And I would wow. record these books in retrospect, they're shit. Like, I listen to them now. They're awful. <laughs> you know what? I got paid for them. I got this experience. I got to like learn the process. So that's what I wrote on this piece of paper, Sam. I'm like, I want to meet a, a voiceover coach to help me mm. create my career. In that workshop, I met Alexa. Alexa knew um, Alyssa. Alyssa lived in New York City, Alyssa Zia, and she was, um, she's a huge voiceover artist. And she became the first person I met in New York City when I moved there. And she was my coach. And she wow. started me on my path. And from that moment, I met all the right people. All the right people wow. were my path. And the man that I was with at the time supported me. He was my angel because I didn't have much money to my name. Mm-hmm. I think I had like three, $400 in my bank account. I was living wow. with in, in um, 56th Street and 2nd Avenue down in Brooklyn. He was had a very well-paid job. And I said, I'm like, I am coming to you with nothing. I need help. I, I didn't have my community. I didn't have anything like I have now. Yeah. Right. So he gave me that support. And I think it's really hard when you don't have support, financially especially. So I had that support and I used to feel shame about that. I don't feel shame about that anymore because I felt like I was a burden. I 
I get it. Somebody gave me a gift recently um, and I spoke to somebody and I, I, I have a hard time accepting gifts at all from anybody that's very hard. And I spoke to somebody else about it. Should I take it? Should I give it that a lot? And they said, it was a gift. You didn't ask for our money. You didn't blah, blah, blah. Say thank you. That's it. And it's like, oh God. So, I, so I'm so, I'm grateful for you that you got to let go of that shame and feeling like a burden and that, that it took you to where but that shame, whoa, that shame component, that's some heavy, hard shit to move through. That's really hard. It's very, very core. That is so a, core. So core. And I love, you know, the show Big Mouth that Nick Kroll created? Yes. So the shame monster, you know, the shame guy. <laughs> I, lo I love that show so much because if you can just name your shame and give it, give it a costume, you oh. know, Give it, give it a voice. Who's going to voice shame for you? Right. You know, play with your shame and your guilt and your hatred. And if we're actors, cast somebody in that role, you know, and then put on Probably more there than, you know, and just go have a scene with it. You know, that's all you can do. It's a game. We have to treat yeah. this life like a game and, and try to find ways to have fun with this stuff that feels so heavy. Hmm. It's hard to do. Yes. Not a cure-all for, for everybody, but it's just something that no. works for me. No. It's funny because there's different, there have been different, there at different points in my healing and, uh, and growing, there have been times where I had to love, try and love the parts of myself that like those negative voices, those, you know, messages that I had to love them and be compassionate. And then there were times where I needed to go, I needed them to be a monster. I needed to give them an identity and go, fuck you. You don't control me. You don't, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, and I had to get angry yeah. and it depends. It depends different, different strokes, different folks, different days, but mm -hmm. it's part of healing for me. <laughs> I'm on my cycle, you know, it's like, I know, there's two weeks out of the month. I'm really great. <laughs> really great. Um, there's this exercise that one of my right two weeks, amazing. Because um, there's different phases of our cycle as women, yes. and they each produce different things. The more you know about yourself, it's it's a blessing and a curse. The more you know, <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. It's like the you know, what, like what, what channel is that? Uh, um, oh yeah, reading rate. Oh the yes, more you know. the more you know, it ends the yeah. show. It should end what... everything we do. Just yep. that beautiful rainbow, that bright shining star. We're all the made of you that. Know. Yeah. The rainbow bridge. I, I thought about that. this last night and I wanted to share this, that rainbow bridge. Yeah. You, you know, that spiritual, that spiritual mindset is like, oh, we go to this beautiful rainbow bridge. Yeah. We, we see the people that we love on the other side. And I thought life is both heaven and hell. And it's about building that bridge. So when, mm. when you're in the hell, you know the tools to help get you over to heaven or at least to find the middle. I'm really learning how to find the middle between both. That's everything. That's everything. And I had to go into extremes, extreme places to bring myself yep. here. And that's life. You have to visit those places. I agree with you, especially for me, when my footing is so much in a comfortable pattern that 
I don't know how to find the middle ground. I just shared this with my brother the other day. I remember because I was always such a smiley face, I remember I was bartending. And oh, you a good bartender, I could tell. That's what <laughs> I actually <laughs> sucked at bartending. <laughs> oh my God. I, I sucked at bartending because it was so hard for me to, fi- to like figure out making the drinks while I had a full Saturday night bar and I was mm-hmm. trying to socialize. Yeah. But I made good money. But I remember the first time I had like my service bar was at a restaurant. And like the waitress was at the end and I heard her say like, um, like, like Sammy, blah, 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 blah. Like I wasn't making drinks quick enough for her or whatever. And normally I just would be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I, across the bar, I was like, forgot her name, Susie Q, whatever the fuck. I was like, I was like, yeah, Susie Q, is that not fast enough for you? How would you like no drinks or whatever I said, but it was like way over. It was like yelled across the bar, like what bitch? Like, and it was like, and it was the first time I like ever stuck up for myself really, or like, and it was like, whoa, I had the chills even thinking about it. It was like this powerful, now I've, I've more so learned the balance of being assertive without being aggressive. But like, in order to get out of being a smiley face, I had to figure out my voice. Like, yeah. no, I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes those people that you were directing it towards, they might not be there anymore, but, yeah. but you know, but, but yes, you got to go big to then like reel it in. And yeah. I, as I get older, I'm really trying to figure out how to, yeah, how be assertive, but not push people away in yeah. that assertiveness, how to not be condescending and mean. Cause I've all oh, been living with my mom. Like we are a lot alike and mm. I see myself in her, the things that I don't like, I see in her. Mm. And I've had, I've said things that were very mean. And I thank God I have my brother Colin and I call him up and be like, oh my God, I need so much help with mom. Like, <laughs> and he, he will be that, that he's that wonderful combination of that gentleness, but also mm. not tough. Like it's a gentle toughness. Like Jenna, you were really yeah. there. like, you need to apologize to mom. And I'm like, you're right. I do. You're, you're right. I do. It's like and, truth, but yeah. not given to you with the bat, given yes. to you with like a spoon. <laughs> it's not what you say. It's how you say it with me. It's your tone. It's your tone. I have been so mentally ill by people who have said, it's how they said things to me. Yep. Oh, and it it can feel so abusive. Oh, it's the way. It's the way. I'm so sensitive to that. Go ahead, please. So sensitive to tone and how people, and they may not mean something harsh by it. Intention was not, and I've, I've, I've said that before. It wasn't my intention. It wasn't my intention. But it came across to that person and how that person's feeling yeah. real. Yeah. That's another thing. When I, I had to, with self-hatred and shame, I had to start owning my feelings and naming them and sharing them. Yeah. Be like, these are real. There's intelligence behind this. Mm-hmm. You know? I know. I, there was a, my old therapist um, who was like, my everything. He knew me better than anybody else in the world. I worked with him for like 15 years wow. and he passed away. That's my doorbell. Hello. <laughs> are you getting, what are you getting? Or did you order some food? No. Uh, thank you. So you're hearing my doorbell guys. Um, I love I love probably you. some Amazon shirts that I'm going to wind up returning because, yeah. uh, I buy 30 of them in every color and every size. And then I go, I'll pick that one. That's, that looks good. And then I send them all. Back. I love it. <laughs> it's so stupid. So sorry about the, the doorbell ringing. Oh, but uh, so Norm, who is my, uh, who was my therapist, he would always, I, I'd be like, 
I was saying this to somebody the other day, I'd be like, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was just in the worst mood. And it's like, and he'd be like, it wasn't out of nowhere. And it wasn't, I'm like, for no reason. I was so upset and angry and I just wanted to cry. And he's like, probably wasn't for no reason. Like, do you remember what happened before? And then this became like a practice, but retracing my steps, like, oh, earlier that day, like an hour before a coworker belittled me. And I just, I wasn't aware when it happened, but it, it stays there. When you wake up steps. When you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, he, I remember him teaching me this. He's like, it's not, that's not for nothing. You were processing stuff in the middle of the night in your dreams that you're not aware of that probably the, the gook is still there, you know? That was my, yeah, for Norm, that was my Elizabeth Gilbert mo moment with the jackhammers mm -hmm. and hummingbirds. When Norm or somebody like Elizabeth or somebody just says something, it frees you. It's finding people in our life that can do that for us. Yep. And you got it. And it's like when you go to the bookstore, you find the authors, you find the people that, that, that just make you, oh, oh, that's what it is. I've had to learn what things are because I couldn't articulate it. Like my voice, I always struggle. Like, I don't know how to communicate what I'm feeling mm. to myself. I can't communicate it to my partner. That's that, and that frustration, that that area in between two people when you're having a hard time Ugh. speaking the English language, but you're not making any, <laughs> any progress. You're not yeah. communicating. You're not hearing what it is such a hard place to be in. It's so hard. And then with yep. acting and all this, it's all about making the other person important about, it's about communicating, creating that energy, that sizzle. Yep. And the awareness, the awareness of what I'm feeling and why, and what brings me to feeling that. Like, I love, you'll appreciate this. I got really into Shirley MacLaine around hmm. like June. Shirley MacLaine has a book out called Going Within that she wrote, I believe in the seventies or something. Okay. Yeah, going Within. And she's a fascinating woman. She's another one. And I think I'm correct when I say this, she wasn't really comfortable about calling herself an actor. Hmm. She was all these things. And she, she used to hang out with the Rat Pack in Vegas. Yeah. She, she traveled. She kind of did things as an actor in a very unconventional way. Hmm. She, it was That's the my relationship way. she had. It's the, it's the relationship she's had. Mm. I think as when I say actors, when you limit, when you're on set, I really want to mention this. When you're on set, you have so many different kinds of people. And I see a lot of actors just sit in their chair, scrolling their phone, mm. getting ready for the next thing. And they're not present with what is and all the opportunities that are right there. I have gotten jobs from talking to clients, from getting off my ass and yep. talking to them at Crafty. Not because I was yep. opportunistic, but because I'm talking and actually I care about what you do. I'm having a genuine exchange. We're all part of the process, right? So let's talk about the process. So what have you been working on this year? Yep. Like, how's, how's it going for you? Oh, you need voice? Oh, will you, why do voiceover as well? So here's my card. It's that easy. Yep. It's that easy. And when you walk in the yep. room and audition, win the room, well, you got to be a person first. You see, you see people that have been there for probably eight hours. They're yep. tired. There's no windows. I'd right. be a grump. And then, 
you know, maybe you come in with, co- I've come in with coffee sometimes, not be just, if I had a moment where I'm like, you know yeah. what, I'm really tired, but you don't have to do that. But just like walking in and acknowledging, like, how's the day going for you? Yeah. And, and then it's not about you. Exactly. I, I say that to my students and people I coach all the time that like everything with in life, right? But if we can, if I can go in with the mindset of not what can I get out of this, but what can I give to this? How can I be of service? Mm-hmm. So I go in to do an audition. How can I be of service to this piece that they're trying to do to the other actor that I might go in with? How can yeah. I be of service mm-hmm. instead of I want to get this. What can I do? How can, what are they going to like about me? As soon as I'm in me, 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 I'm done. Yeah. And you can feel it in the room. Oh. You walk into an audition office. You can feel, feel the me's and you can feel the we's. You can just, you feel it right away. Yeah. They're coming up to me and they're checking in. I just go, okay, I already know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. No, it's amazing. There's so many, it's such a good point that you made Jenna. Cause like I'll, I'll be on set or even just when I'm casting and stuff and you look down the line and horns honking, New York city guys. Um, and literally you just look, somebody has their phone like this. And if you just look all the way down, every single person is just on their phone. I grew up without cell phones and I wish, I so wish, I so wish we could go back I think it is so harmful to our humanity. It like breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just, and like talking to other people, be a human. That's most of the things I've gotten. I swear to God, I've, I've worked castings yeah. and I've, I've booked being on set in that spot just from casting, mm-hmm. from being with the people. Yep. I, doorbell. And like, we love your energy. Like we, it, just, it was easy. Yeah. Yeah, happened to you. They actually didn't require much effort. That's exactly. That's what. And Jenna, did you have to get going? Oh wait, we well, still have a I few know, minutes. I have about fifteen minutes. Okay, so yeah. um, you know, we've got a few more things. Um, uh, I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, there's a there's a book I wanted to tell you about. Um, and I don't know if you've read it before. I read it years ago, but um, I want to read it again. It's called The Gift of Our Compulsions, and mm-hmm. it's by I believe it's. Mary O'Malley. Um, and it's pretty much exactly what you were talking about that when these things happen, when I feel a certain way, when I'm reactive or act out, that that's actually a window to be able to grow and see myself clearer. And it's so literally it talks about all that shame and hatred and all these things that we think are the worst things about ourselves that we can't stop doing, or like you spoke about the food and all these things that we do to harm ourselves or block ourselves instead of ignore ourselves, ignore exactly. Oh, I'm going to go out with that guy. I'm going to have sex. I'm going to do this. Just yes. It's easier. (laughs) Exactly. Because it's a symptom of just something else outside of here. It's a symptom. And so she just talks about instead of like using those like, and without being judgmental, just being, objective being aware and it's it's a really I read it years ago but it was a beautiful like eye-opening book that sounds really valuable and it reminds me of like witness witness consciousness like just being Mm. the observer not judging but just looking down at yourself and like oh okay you know exactly movie that's unfolding yes yeah 
It's exactly. It's great um, awareness. And I, and I think in, in, in acting and in this field that we're in, um, learning about human behavior, people are so curious about human behavior. I love, that's why New York City is so rich and the people that we watch every day on the subway, everything. It's so, oh, the abundance. There's some times where I am so grateful I have my Kindle. Well, I haven't been on the subway in a gazillion years. Yeah. But when I was on the way home after a long casting day, if I hear somebody chew their goddamn gum next to me, I'm going to punch them in the goddamn mug. So, like, I need to zone out. <laughs> there are my moments where I do. I'm like, I don't want to be part of humanity. And that's fair. Oh, yeah. But I have to be aware to not just block out humanity every chance I get. Oh, because the human, they're annoying as fuck. Like humans they're are annoying, annoying as fuck. fuck. They're, they're amazing. They're all these things. I'm a tree person. Like I prefer trees. Hands down. Ditto. Hey. But it's amazing. Nobody would ever think that about you because you're so outgoing, no. effervescent. Nobody would. But we're all here together. So we have to like, we have to figure this out and each yes. other. And we're all part of the human race. And but when I'm socially, I was being very social with nature all throughout the, the summer and I would visit my Japanese maples. And I'm like, see, mm. you guys just like, you provide shade. You have this beautiful network that's oh. running below and above. And like, oh, I'm so connected. Oh, and it's <laughs> the best. It's I just want that every day. I'm so, so happy you're there. Go ahead. And then right? I'm so happy I'm here too. I'm so happy I made the choice because I, I struggled with that. The guild of like, so if I leave Astoria, I'm taking a risk. I'm losing momentum with my career. I'm gonna not, I, maybe that comes off as reckless or irresponsible. I needed to be with my family. I needed to get out of, I was just feeling so depressed and so just like, and then I'm just kind of sitting in this like pity pool. Yep. And, and I'm like, okay, I got, I got into action. I got some wonderful subletters and it all happened. I put it out there and the right people came. They're taking mm -hmm. care of the place while I'm here in Arizona. Wonderful. Being with my family has been some of the best. It's been the, some of the, the biggest silver linings has been spending time with my, my close family and mm. friends. They're um, it's tough. Mm. I haven't been my mom's roommate since I was in high school. And then my stepdad on top of that. Oof, and that's, I was going to ask you about that. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It took a lot of adjustment. The first <laughs> First of all, the first month I'm coming off from being like a post-traumatic stress from the pandemic. Seriously. The only time I knew was 7 p.m. And like <laughs> just being in my own head all goddamn day, this bad neighborhood. I'm like, oh my God, I cannot watch Tiger King. I can't watch this shit. I can't do this. <laughs> like, no. I say um, that all the time, bad neighborhood. It's like the, the most dangerous neighborhood in between these eating, two years. Yeah, eating all the bread. I wasn't doing my, my fitness stuff. I wasn't doing yeah. all the things I know that keep me center and in the yep. middle. Because I thought I could just like rebel. But no, <laughs> I know it's like when you're on medication, don't get off the medication. <laughs> yes, You can't just get off that cold turkey. Yeah. I've tried. I've done it many times because I'm weird with pills. I'm like, I'm good. I'm feeling great. Like, I don't know. <laughs> then it's like, wow. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so I, it's just an acclimation. I learned there's a lot of things yep. after the first month and the second month, things became easier. Mom and I had some really great conversations. We never went mm. to bed angry, <laughs> you know? It's all where it's at. Oh, whoa. And I feel so wow. fortunate. I have, I have so many just wonderful people in my life. I'm, I'm really beyond fortunate. And yeah, and I'm really glad I'm here and more families coming in. That's why I'm leaving in a little bit to go pick up. Oh, beautiful. And, uh, you know, and we've got Amazing. Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and 
And I just, I'm so thankful for conversations like this. Ditto. Um, I'm, yeah, I just really am. I'm so happy that you reached out. I'm so happy we got to connect. And before I let you get going to pick up your auntie, um, I have a question for you. And um, there's a portion of my show, which is called The Feather in Your Cap. And by feather in your cap, I mean something you've learned, maybe a success or an achievement, something that you've brought with you that may serve you in the future that maybe has already served you. Um, and I wanted to know if you had one or if one comes to mind that you'd be willing to share with our viewers and listeners. Ooh, feather in my cap. Uh, the word forgiveness comes, mm. comes to mind. It's been um, a major word for me this year. Mm. Uh, forgiving myself for all the times I didn't love myself because I extend mm. it, I extend it to others. So I'm just learning how to extend that white feather to myself. And um, mm. that's a big major thing. So, you know, if you have to write that down on a rock, if you have to scribble it on a piece of paper in your journals every day. But I think it's like finding that word. It's always hard for me to find one word because I have several things floating through my head. That's been the biggest major, that's been the biggest feather in my cap lately is forgiveness. Yeah. It's a solid one. For good, right? <laughs> that's what for good. It's a great Big reminder. F, the biggest F word. Of, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because I speak to somebody and I talk about like forgiving and resentments I have. And uh, one of the biggest ones is towards myself. And I always have to work on that forgiveness. I constantly am. So that's a beautiful one. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Because and you were just saying it out loud, you know. I, I forgive myself. I forgive myself. I forgive and asking myself. for help. I love Anne Lamont's reading. She's she always says, you know, there's three. The three great prayers are thank you, wow, and help. Help me. Mm. So I do that a lot too. I say help me out loud when I'm getting in my little um, like where you're like a Roomba when you're like a vacuum cleaner just going everywhere. Yeah. You know. I know. <laughs> I know it too well. Out of control because there's something going on within, but you just like just keep spinning, spinning, spinning. Like no, not help me, help me, <laughs> help me. I, I, I know. Oh my God, I don't. I the Serenity Prayer. I don't. I don't do the whole God thing, but I always. I say the Serenity Prayer. I always just say it without God, and then it's like, for me, it's just like universe. Yeah. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Difference. And it's just like that. I swear to God, if I can't fall asleep, I will repeat that over and over in my head. And I fall asleep. Finally, it's one of the only things that works sometimes. You know, those simple things, even like a nursery rhyme, just coming back to basics, treating yeah. ourselves like these beautiful little specks of, you know, like the, the children that I'm so connected to my child energy. That's yeah. why I love like the little prince. And I love, I, I love picture books and I, and I love being around children and children's voices and, yeah. I think just really approaching ourselves with the way we would approach a small child, our loved ones, is really important. Really important. You know? It really is. Thank you. I would love to see a picture of you when you were a little one. I bet you had scrunchies and hairbands just like, I don't, I think you <laughs> looked a lot alike. <laughs> you wouldn't believe this. I was platinum blonde. 
What? And, and, and had pin straight hair for like, you have to, whole- you have to send me this photo. Bizarro, right? Like I had pin straight, silky platinum hair. Okay. And then I, send me that one, I'll send you when I was like highlighting my hair all the freaking time in LA. Um, I have to see this. We're, yeah. we're going to do a little exchange. Mm-hmm. It was very SJP. It was like, yeah. you know, very. <laughs> I've so had bad. every color hair. It's insane. And then a lot of straight, yeah, the straight hair. Cause I used to oh hate my, my girls and now Me I love too. them. Yeah. Our hair is amazing. We have amazing. Hair. Owning that crap. But just, just to say, just to call and then we're, we're wrapping this up, but Jenna, like just got her hair cut. Like it takes courage and Openness to be that gorgeous, to cut curly hair that short, had it be vibrant. Like, it is gorgeous. Gorgeous. I, I love it so much. Bigger. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to talk about curly hair routines because oh, this is wait. what curly hair girls do, you know? And, and maybe like I'll put a spin off. Yes, we'll do a little yes. spin on the bow. Yeah, a little, exactly. To get this. Jesus. So gorgeous. <laughs> I freaking love you. Jenna, tell us where we can find you, where we can keep up with you. And okay. guys, I'll post it with the episode as well in case you're, you know, like not paying attention like you do because you're probably on your phone. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, if any of this, if you want to keep talking about any of the stuff that resonated here, hit me up on uh, Instagram at Jenna yep. Rubino. Just do a little Jenna Rubino, jennarubino.com. Um, yep. I like my name, so I use it on everything. So at Jenna Rubino. <laughs> so smart. So much easier. Everything, <laughs> everything mine is just Samantha Jane Tilton or Big Face Podcast. Love it. Big Face. Uh, big face that <laughs> we'll talk about why this is called big face we'll talk about that wait. but this has been a joy this has been it so really wonderful has. thank it you is. thank you so much for um just bringing me back down to earth for today and um yeah really just thank you for the joy of this it's been beautiful and to have this space because we've always been in in our own, we've been moving around each other and yes. we've never had this space to really connect, but we always felt like there, it was there. Oh, we always. Looked at each other and they're just like, I see you. I see you. There's a kindredness. Yes. Here. And so we did it right now. So thank you for creating this space to do that. Thank you. Thank you for making this happen. Uh, I'm so glad you reached out. And there's so much more. I already know that there's so much more like, so Thank you. And guys, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, for watching. Um, we love you. Like, we appreciate subscribe, it. share, like, subscribe, yeah. share. <laughs> Listen to that girl. She knows what to subscribe, do. Share. <laughs> Copy, send it. Come on. Don't be selfish. Don't be- <laughs> Keep us all connected, we're baby. this thing, okay? We're not a and- part of one. Share, subscribe, hit, subscribe. That's thumbs up. And- and with this girl too, follow website, all that stuff. If you want a, an ounce of the energy, be in touch with this girl. She's got it all. She made vitamin my day J better. Right I'll give you your dose of vitamin J every day. <laughs> That's I love it. I think I might create. Fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. I have to get all these hair. handles. Right here. Lifestyle hair. We're going to have hair. Nutrition. <laughs> Guys, just stay tuned. In like two days, you're going to have like a billion links by Jenna. <laughs> but I won't be talking like this. I do like, just, just <laughs> unless she feels like it. And then she will, because she can honor that. Multiple accents all the time. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. We talked about this the other day. Um, we're going to let Jenna go be with her family and pick up her aunt. But guys, thank you, Jenna. Thank you. We love you. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. See you next week. Yay. Yeah.